All of us have decisions to make. Life is full of crossroads, and we need divine direction. Which way do I go? Join us as we study God's Word today with Scott Pauley. The last time we studied God's Word together, we looked at at least the beginning principles in a story in Genesis chapter 24 of Eleazar on a mission trying to find a wife for his master Abraham's son. What, a, what an impossible task. Let me just tell you, all of life is an impossible task apart from God. Jesus said to his followers, Without me ye can do nothing. And so we must have divine leadership. Amy Carmichael, who is famous in history as a great lady missionary, a woman mightily used of God, was struggling early on in her life with leaving her mother and leaving what was familiar and launching out into the unknown. Her mother wrote her a letter, and in that letter she enclosed uh, just a few lines, some words that helped Amy Carmichael in a tremendous way. Here's what she wrote. She said, My own precious child, he who hath led will lead all through the wilderness. He who hath fed will surely feed. He who hath heard thy cry will never close his ear. He who hath marked thy faintest sigh will not forget thy tear. He loveth always, faileth never. So rest on him today forever. Those powerful words are not just for Amy Carmichael, they're for all of us. He who hath led will lead. If God has already led you to this point, do you think He's going to forsake you now? Uh, we began with one verse in Genesis 24, verse 27, where Eleazar said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. But I want to walk you through the story now and see the highlights at least. I hope you'll read all of Genesis chapter 24 for yourself. It's a tremendous story. But let me show you some of the ways that God began to lead Eleazar. This is the way to God's will. Number one, and this is where we must begin. Listen to the words of verse number seven. When Abraham first sent Eleazar out, he says to him in verse seven, The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land, he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. Here's the first great principle. If you want to find the will of God for your life, number one, you have to trust completely. You see, finding the will of God is a matter of faith. It's a matter of coming to the place where you believe God can be trusted. Now, there are several beautiful thoughts in this verse. One is that Abraham looks back. He looks back to the promises that God has already given him and the provision God has already shown him and the demonstration of God's goodness in his life and in his family. And he says, on that basis, I believe based on the nature and character of God, we can trust Him. Let me tell you, you can trust the God who is always good. He always has been good, He's good today, and He always will be good. You can trust Him, trust Him completely. And then not only was his trust based on the goodness of God, notice it was based on the Word of God. He said that that God spake unto me, and He sware unto me. 
You see, God's will is based on God's Word. If you want to find what God wants for your life, read the Bible. I always marvel at people who say they're trying to make some great decision, trying to get some answer to prayer, and then you ask them, well, are you in the Scriptures? Well, no, really, I haven't been reading the Bible much. I read recently the story of a man who said he, he gave his time to prayer and he left reading the Bible to other people. What a foolish thing to do. How do you think God speaks to us? He speaks to us through His Word. And so you can trust the God who is good. You can trust the God who speaks to you through His Word and who is promised and who always fulfills what He promises. But then don't miss this. He says to His servant, He said, God's going to send His angel before you. Did it ever dawn on you that God is already in your future? You see, God's not bound by time. Time is in God. God is eternal. He is the eternal God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So we see past, present, and future. God's in the eternal now. That means God is already where you're going. He already knows who you're supposed to marry. He already knows what college you're to attend. He's already in the place where you're going to serve. He's already in your future. Now, if that is true, that means you can trust Him to lead you, to get you from where you are to where you need to be. You see, God already has your future under control. You may feel like life is spinning out of control right now. You may feel like at this juncture uh, you have no clarity, but I want you to know there's a God who has already gone before you. That phrase is used one other place in Scripture. It's found in Exodus chapter number 23 and verse number 20 referring to the nation of Israel. He says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. In Exodus 23, 20, the word for angel is actually capitalized. It's a capital A. It's a reference to deity. Watch this, please. Yes, I believe in angels, and I believe that God uses angels, and they're God's messengers and God's servants. But the beautiful truth is the Lord didn't just send an angel for you. He sent Jesus for you. The one who's in your future is not just anyone. It is Christ Himself. And watch this. He has a place that He's preparing for you, and He's going to get you there. Do you really think if He's prepared all of these things for you that He's going to fail you? and not get you to the place where you're supposed to be. Oh, He's going to get you there. The issue is, are you going to trust Him? In Psalm 47, there's an amazing verse that God used in my life when I was in the process of making some big decisions about the future and direction for my own life and ministry. God brought me to this verse in Psalm 47 where the Bible says, The Lord shall choose our inheritance for us. That's powerful. I want you to meditate on that today. It really is not about you choosing. It's about you letting God choose. It was Jim Elliott, the famous missionary, that once said, God always gives His best to those who leave the choice with Him. I wonder, can you trust God enough today to leave the choice with Him? To believe that the only choice you have to make is to choose to trust Him and choose to obey Him and then leave all the other details in His hand. If you want to find God's will, number one, you have to trust Him completely. But let me give you a second thought. In verse number 10, the Bible says, The servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went into Mesopotamia under the city of Nahor. 
Not only was he trusting completely, but secondly, he was obeying immediately. Isn't that wonderful? Because you see, faith and obedience always go together. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you want to know the will of God today, number one, trust the Lord to lead you. And then number two, as God begins to show you the next step, obey. Begin right where you are. Start. Do what you know and you'll know what to do. You say, I don't know where I'm going. Join the club. But you take one step in God's direction. You follow the light God gives you in faith. And as you do, God begins to open up the way more plainly. This, my friends, is the way to God's will. May God bless you for listening to today's Bible study. Please visit scottpauley.org for additional resources or to invest in this broadcast. It would be an encouragement to hear from you. Our prayer is that you will find and fulfill God's will for your life. It is the only way to enjoy the journey. Thank you.